And, and, and so many Christians are falling for that. I'll take this now and take this now instead of waiting for my rewards in heaven because they don't see themselves as a stranger in this world. If you take your Bibles, please, and, and just uh, turn to First um, Peter. First Peter chapter 2. And verse 11. Let's stand together for reading God's word. Yes, please. Sorry. I'm just going to read one verse. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from the fleshly lust which war against the soul. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of preaching your word. Lord, these people need to hear from you. I need to hear from you. Speak through me. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, convict any that have, don't know you as their personal Savior of their great need to be saved. And convict every one of us that we need to, to look at our lives as being strangers in this world. And I ask in Jesus Christ's name, amen. Please be seated. Uh, when you think of a stranger... I, w I want you to think as if, as we were in Sunday school, and I hope you were there, but in Sunday school, in my class, we were looking about Israel in Egypt and how they were treated. And they were strangers there, and they weren't treated very well. Unfortunately, in Ireland, uh, it's sad. Uh, we pray for our government, but uh, it's crazy. Now you get better treatment if you're a stranger than if you're actually an Irish citizen. If you're, a, uh, uh, if you're a, uh, a refugee in Ireland, you can get the medical help that you need right then. And the rest of us, we, well, we have to wait. And, and uh, you know, it, it's just gone crazy. The world has gone crazy. Uh, we had a family coming to church, and uh, they were, she was pregnant, so, so they got a baby buggy, you know. And she didn't like the baby buggy because the baby was facing forward. She wanted one that was facing backward. <laughs> so the government bought her another one. That's the way it is. But don't think of that way as you think of strangers. Because I want you to think as was like in, for people when the Bible was written. And uh, then it wasn't so great being a stranger. When I first uh, went to Ireland, uh, it was a completely different country. Uh, when I went to Ireland first in, in uh, 1984, uh, it was 97.5% Roman Catholic. And you really did know that you were a stranger in a foreign land when you were not Roman Catholic. Uh, you know, some people didn't even want to be seen talking to me, lest the neighbors would know that, oh, he's talking to somebody that's not a Catholic. Uh, that's just the way it was. Uh, but... Um, I want us to consider what it was like for Israel in Egypt when it talks about being a stranger. In Genesis 15, verse 13, and he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall, be afflict, they shall afflict them four hundred years. Think of Israel, and they were afflicted. They were in bondage. They were, it was a terrible life for them, difficult life. 
because they were strangers. The Bible says in Acts 13, verse 17, and the God, uh, and the God of this people of Israel shall choose our fathers and exalt the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. So Israel dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And in our text verse, he says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you. Uh, beseech means to beg. He's pleading with them. As strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Now I want you to take your Bible and look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. It's interesting. Hebrews 11 is all about what? Faith. So these people confessed by faith that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. This is, they confessed it by faith. They, they, this is something that you have to take by what? Faith. Now, I want you to take your Bible and turn the book of John for a moment. Oh, I'm going to take a, a quick break because my wife's going to ask me all kinds of questions about the church and everything, and I'm not going to remember and I have a phone somewhere. I don't know where I left it. I was going to take a video. I do have a phone somewhere. I guess I'll take it later. <laughs> I, I have a good memory. Our daughter that's in heaven told me, Dad, you don't have a bad memory. You just have a problem with recall. <laughs> so I have a problem with recall. So uh, we're, I'll take a video of you later because my wife will ask many questions. And I won't remember the answer. I will remember... Pastor socks, because I think they're very nice. Very sharp-looking socks. I like socks. I don't know. I just like socks. Okay, John 15. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. I am a child of God. In 1977, I asked Jesus Christ to be my Savior. And I'm a child of God. Uh, it's, it's a birth. It's a spiritual birth. And at, 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 at 17 years old, uh, now some people are thinking, 17, 1977, how old is it? I'm 63. Uh, save you all the math. Who was trying to figure it out? Oh, see, I knew, I knew there, there's a, oh, I'm 63. You say, well, you don't look 63. That's because I'm chubby and, and the, the, the fat fills in all the, uh, the wrinkles so they don't look so wrinkly. But, uh, in 1977, as a 17-year-old young man, the gospel was presented to me. The gospel that Jesus Christ died in my place on the cross of Calvary, was buried, and rose again. And uh, I'll, talk, I'll talk about that tonight. But I got saved, and God changed me. And I became a child of God. And I realized that this world is not my home. And I'll talk about that tonight. But understand this. 
this world is not your home. John 15, verse 19. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Look at John 17, verse 14. I have given them my word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And look at verse 16. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. We sing that song, this world is not my home. It isn't my home. I, by faith, confess that I am a stranger in this world. And uh, because I'm a stranger, things are going to be different. Now, I am in this world to live as a light, to shine and that my good works may glorify my Father, which is in heaven. Amen? But just because I live in this world does not mean I belong to this world. I don't belong to this world. I am a stranger in this world. Truthfully, I do not feel at home in Ireland. I don't feel at home in Canada. I don't feel at home anywhere. But one day I'm going to be home, and I'm looking forward to that day, because heaven is my home. Now, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1.12, For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have our conversation in this world, and more abundantly to your word. The Christian life starts by grace through faith. And you continually walk your walk with the Lord by grace through faith. And by grace, through faith, I am a stranger in this world. But I have my conversation. I live my life. By the grace of God, I live a holy life. By the grace of God, I live a pure life. By the grace of God, I live according to the word of God, that God may be glorified. Amen? Isn't that what you want? I sure hope it is. This is what we need. And I want you to, to, to be like the people in, in Hebrews 11. What did they do? Let's go back. Just look at this one last time and then we'll... Hebrews 11, verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but seeing them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrim on the earth. We need to get that, that, that we would confess that I am a stranger and a pilgrim. And I'm not going to talk so much about being a pilgrim this morning. I want to just uh, concentrate on being a stranger. Uh, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I am not of the world. I'm not trying to be like the world. And you need to get this in your heart. You're not, if, you're, if you're saved, you're not of the world. You don't have to be like the world. And there's so much uh, peer pressure on people uh, to be like this and to be like that. And you know what I want to be like? I want to be like what God says I'm supposed to be like. I want to be Christ-like. I want to be Christ-like in, in his moral attributes. I want to be loving. I want to be kind. I want to be merciful. I, I want to be just as well. And, and so I have to understand, I am a stranger in this world. I'm from a different place. I, I have my home in heaven. My home is not in Cork. My home is not in Canada. My home is in heaven. And I am looking forward to going there one day. 
And, uh, you know, we sing that song. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Well, well, we sing it, but get it in your, in your mind and in your heart that you are a stranger here in Canada. Uh, you may have been born here. You're still a stranger here if you're a Christian because this world is not our home. And you know what? As a stranger, you never really feel at home. Uh, when I first went to Ireland, um, it felt like they, they talked a different language. Uh, some of the people there, their accents are, are, are unbelievably strong. And uh, we had a fellow in the church. He's in heaven now, Mr. Omani. Uh, nobody could understand him but his wife, his son, and my wife and I. His accent was so strong. And, but you know what? We just talk different as Christians. Amen? My talk should be different than the world's talk. And if my talk is the same as the world's talk, there's a problem. You see, I, I have a home in heaven. As a, as a, I, I, I am not of this world. I don't have the worldly desires. I don't want what the world wants. And I shouldn't. You know, uh, even my sense of humor is different. I, I, like, I like a good joke. I used to tell blonde jokes till uh, I got convicted about it because uh, somebody told me an Irish joke, and I was offended. I did not think it was funny making fun of the Irish. And then I realized, well, I didn't realize, the Holy Spirit said, you've been telling these blonde jokes. And I realized, well, maybe I shouldn't be telling blonde jokes. I still tell the occasional blonde joke if the person <laughs> likes it, you know, if the blonde likes it. But, you know, I don't tell dirty jokes, and I don't listen to dirty jokes. Why? Because I'm a stranger in this world. The world loves dirty jokes. I don't love dirty jokes. Why? Because I'm a stranger in this world. I'm different. I don't want to be like the world. You know, my speech is different. I, I, you talk to me, and you know what I'm going to talk to you about? I'm going to talk to you about God. The world doesn't want to hear that. Uh, I, have a, I speak a different language. I, I, I talk about what God's done in my life. I, I praise the Lord. I say, oh, thank you, Lord. And I say, isn't God good? The world never, you know, the world never talks to me about God. They never say to me, oh, isn't God wonderful today? I've never, I've never heard somebody that's not a Christian say to me, oh, it's a, God has been so good to me today. Because that's not what they talk about. They talk about all these other things. I'm a stranger. I'm a stranger in B.C. I'm a stranger in Ireland. I'm a stranger in this world. May I, I ask you a question? Do you feel like a stranger in this world or do you, you feel like you fit in? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you because we are not uh, a strangers. Uh, we are not um, of this world. You know what? Because I'm not of this world, I don't lay up my treasure here. My treasures are not here. The Bible says, Lay up not for yourselves treasure upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. The Bible says, Set your affection on things that are above, not on things in the earth. Well, I, my affection is, is in heaven. My Savior is there, amen? My Heavenly Father is there. I've got, I've got friends there. I've got a daughter there. I mean, um, uh, just everything about it is, I, I, is my goals are there. It, it's my, everything is there. I, I can't say enough, you know? Uh, I thank the Lord that I have uh, family and friends here, but my heart is in heaven, uh, I've been laboring by the grace of God. I've been laying up treasure. God says, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. And, and uh, it doesn't matter. If God blesses me with money, praise the Lord. If God says, uh, you're not going to have a lot of money, praise the Lord. Uh, this world's not my home. I'm, I'm just passing through. 
we have a, a false gospel that's really strong in, in Ireland. It's called the prosperity gospel. You know, like, if you give enough, you're going to be rich. Is that here? They don't see themselves as strangers in this world. They think this world's going to make them rich. And we had a lady from the church, and sadly she left, but she, she kept giving and giving and giving. Well, actually, the prosperity gospel works for the preacher that's preaching it. He gets rich and everybody else gets poor. That's the way it works. And this lady and her husband was heartbroken, and they just kept saying, you're not giving enough. You're not giving enough. Well, eventually she figured it out. They were con men taking her money. Because my treasure is not here. You know what? I, I'm promised. I'm actually promised persecution. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I've been laughed at. I've been mocked. I, I had a lady, a, a, a drunk lady, smack me in the head with an orange one time. She didn't like what I was preaching. I was preaching on the street at the time. You know, they didn't accept what I was saying. Well, that's right, because they are of this world, and I'm not of this world. And, and, and you know what? People sometimes get this idea that, that uh, I need a big house in this world. Uh, you don't have to have a big house. Uh, if God gives you one, praise his name, amen? And if God doesn't give you one, praise his name. This is, not my, this is not my home. If this world was my home, I would be striving to be rich. I'd be striving to have the best car. I'd be striving to have the best house. I'd be striving to have the best clothes. But this world's not my home. So why would I be bothered striving for all that stuff? I can tell you, you're going to take none of it to heaven. So be, get convinced in your heart. I'm just a stranger in this world. I want you to take your Bibles, and this is a really important verse, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Boy, if you just get that in your head, you'll understand what it is about being a stranger here in this world. We look not at the things which are seen. Well, that's car, that's a house, that's uh, good clothes, that's all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to take any of that to heaven. So I'm not looking at things, but I look at things which are not seen. I cannot see Jesus Christ with my eyes, but I see him by faith. And I, I can't see the love of God by my sight, but I experience it every day. And I'm not looking at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. You get a new car. We sold our house in, oh, I'm going to say 2008, and I bought my wife a car. And... <laughs> In the parking lot, she would park it in the very farthest away from any car. I mean, she, she, there, was, there was no chance anybody was going to open their door and, and open, hit my wife's car. But you know what? Eventually, that car got old. And then our children started driving it. And uh, they all learned on it. But you know what? It's, it was just temporal. And so, some people, 
They're, they're so caught up with their cars. I don't know about you. Maybe it's your computer. Maybe it's your phone. Maybe it's your, I don't know what. But listen, these things are temporal. What is temporal? They're just passing on. Uh, that car that you, you, you uh, think is so great, 10 years from now, you won't think is so great. It's just temporal. And we need to get that in our hearts that we are strangers in this world. We're just, just passing through. And it really, uh, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's just turn a few more chapters to, to uh, chapter 11. This is what Paul says about his life. Verse 27. In weariness and painfulness and watchings often and hunger and thirst and fastings often and cold and nakedness. This is what Paul went through in life. You see, he was a stranger. And because he was a stranger, he realized that he had to go through some things. Paul willingly suffered for the cause of Christ. And when I realized that I'm a stranger in this world and that my goal is to honor and glorify Jesus Christ, I have to be willing to be made fun of because strangers are often made fun of. Strangers are often uh, persecuted. Um, again, not so much today, but years ago, if you were somebody different, people really would, would say things about you. They would give you a hard time and be laughed at. But we need to, to con- get this in his heart. Paul said, uh, sorry, Peter said, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. Pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which lore, war against the soul. You see, when I see myself as a stranger and, and, and somebody in heaven, I'm going to be in a flesh a battle against my fleshly lusts because they war against my soul. There's a, there's a fight, and your fleshly lusts want you to live for this world. They, the, your fleshly lusts want you to live for what's temporary. You know, you, you, you ask a child, uh, I, I'll give you a loony today, or if you wait uh, uh, a year, I'll give you a $20 bill. And if you ask a, a three- or four-year-old, they're usually going to say, I'll take the money now, right? And, and, and so many Christians are falling for that. I'll take this now and take this now instead of waiting for my rewards in heaven because they don't see themselves as a stranger in this world. It really, you need to understand that. Um, I'm sure that you're all familiar with Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. I'm to be a living sacrifice because I'm just a stranger in this world. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by your renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I may have misquoted that. I hope it didn't. Uh, but you know what? We've got, to, we've got to determine in our hearts, I'm a stranger. I'm just passing through. This world's not my home. I am going to live for God. I'm going to try and lay up my treasures in heaven. I'm going to try and glorify God in all that I say and do. You know, people are going to laugh at you. <laughs> I remember I was in the Canadian Navy. I was in the Queen Charlotte Islands. I, I don't know what they're called now. I was told, but I forgot. Uh, but I, I'm in the Canadian Navy, and, and uh, I'm a single fellow, so I'm in, in barracks, and we're at the mess hall. That's where we got our food. And uh, I'm praying over my food. And when I was finished, 
The guy said, what, what's wrong? Is there something in your food? <laughs> they weren't used to somebody praying over their food. I was a stranger to them. Nobody else prayed over their food. Do you know what? When, you, when you're in a restaurant, how many people see people praying publicly? You, I don't know. In Ireland, you don't see people praying over their food. But I pray in, in a restaurant. Why? Because I'm a stranger in this world. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for God's, you know, I don't, I, God's provision. I, I don't have to. Uh, understand, I don't have to be like the world. In, in Ireland, Ireland uh, society is really very much based upon the pubs. I don't know if you knew that. Who knew that? A few of you. It's, it's a pub culture. The culture is everybody goes there to drink, and after they have a few drinks, they have what they call crack, fun, laughter. I don't need something controlling my life to make me laugh. I can enjoy life just the way I am, amen? But, you, you know, I'm a stranger to people, but you don't need to get drinking to have a laugh? No, I don't have to have a, a drink to have a laugh. I don't need, I'm not going to let anything control me. I'll be under the control of the Holy Spirit, amen? That's, I'm, I'm a stranger in this world. I don't need that. I, I don't need to curse. You know, uh, Ireland is terrible. You know, a lot of cursing and a lot of uh, using the Lord's name in vain. That grieves my heart because I'm a stranger and that's my Savior they're using as a curse word. I am not of this world. I need to get this in my head. I don't need to, uh, to be... It's, it's a shame. You know, we had a young lady coming to church and her mom decided she knew more than, than anybody, and so she brought them out of the church. And She was a nice young lady, about 18 years old. And uh, then out of the church for about two or three years, and, and then I saw a picture of her, very little clothes on, showing much of her body. That's sad, isn't it? I dress to please my Lord. I don't, you know, when you're a stranger, you dif dress differently than other people. And, and, and I want to dress in, in, in a uh, way that brings honor and glory to my Savior, Jesus Christ. I come to church uh, 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 dressed up. Why? Because I've come to meet with God. I've, literally, when you're in church, there's, God is here in a special way. And uh, I dress like a man. Uh, you know, uh, today, there's so much uh, dress, men and women, not dressing Properly, we all need to. Uh, men should dress like men, and women should dress like women. That's the way. There's the, there's no there's only man and woman. What is a man? Is is a mature male. What's a woman? A mature female. There, there's no other things, you know. In Ireland, a, a, a teacher was basically losing his job because one of the students wanted to be referred to as they. It's just. Uh, it's, it, the world just wants us to talk different than we do, amen? It, it's just different. And understand this. When you're a stranger in a country, you're often misunderstood. You talk something and they just don't even know what you're talking about. And uh, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 12, And labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we suffer it. As a stranger, you're going to get reviled. I... Many times people have said things to me because I'm a Christian. Made fun of me because I'm a Christian. That's all right. I'm a stranger in this world. Amen? Being reviled, how do we do it? We bless. Well, God bless you. God bless you. And that makes me different than this world. What does the world do? If, if, 
The world does it. If, if, if somebody hits you, you get even or you get ahead, right? That's the natural thing. But we Christians, sometimes what we do is we, somebody hurts us and we think we're spiritual. We put up a wall and we won't let them hurt us again. That's not, that's, the world does that too. What am I supposed to do? I'm to bless them. Amen? That's different. That's different. That's where the Christ-likeness will come out. There's nothing spiritual about building walls that keep you separated from people so that you won't get hurt. Being reviled, we bless. That makes me different. That makes me a stranger. That means my light shines before men because people don't see that. Uh, you don't see that in the world. You don't see people saying, uh, so if I, I do something mean to pastor and pastor says, well, God bless you. Here, I want to be a blessing to you. That, that's different, isn't it? That's being a stranger in this world. And, and, and that's, that's what we need. See, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit. Uh, that, that is something that, that, that is supernatural. And uh, we need to, to realize this is supernatural. And, and, and what we need to do is let God work through us and change us. And, but it, you've got to come to this point in your life where you really see yourself as a stranger. I don't know if you've ever thought this through, but I have. I've thought about it. And I want to be strange in this world. Strange because I'm Christ-like. Strange because I love when somebody is unkind to me. Strange because I will be a blessing when somebody is unkind. And there's so many opportunities. But we need to do it all by faith. Remember? And these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. We do this by faith. But it starts off, and I've been preaching to Christians, but let me say this. It starts off with a spiritual birth. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ personally as your Savior. If you had to ask me if I was a Christian growing up, I would have said, yeah, I'm a Christian. But I'd never been born again. I'd never received Jesus Christ as my Savior. And maybe you're here this morning and you've never truly been born again. This is a great opportunity to, to trust Christ as your Savior. Christian, have you embraced that you're a stranger? Maybe that's why you're struggling, because you realize, oh, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. Yeah, that's, that's what happens to strangers. So let me encourage you, Christians, accept it and embrace that you're a stranger. And if you're here this morning, don't leave without trusting Christ as your Savior. Pastor? Thank you. Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word.